Hey there, and thanks for tuning in to the SSC Weekly Podcast. Pastor Werner has some great encouragement for us today, so we're really glad that you're with us for that. You know, we believe that church is more than singing and learning together. It's community and connection, and we'd love to connect with you. So head on over to our website, ssc.church, click the I'm New button. We'd love to hear your story and see how we can inspire each other to follow Jesus. Let's listen Somebody in. over here said good morning, but nobody else. All right. Yesterday we had a fantastic time uh, in the morning at men's breakfast. There's a couple of pictures here. We'll show it to you. Thank you for all the cooks that did the work. It's always good to catch people eating. This morning, I want to talk to you about a word that, for me, is, is uh, in the last few months, I've just fallen in love with this particular word. Uh, it is an African word, and, I, and um, the word is Ubuntu. Can you try and say it with me? Ubuntu. Well, that was so-so, but... Uh, so I, I uh, first encountered this word a few months ago reading uh, Bishop Desmond Tutu's book, No Future Without Forgiveness. And it's, uh, in that book, he tells the story of how South Africa uh, was healed and uh, liberated by using, by using the philosophy behind uh, this beautiful African word. And uh, you, you probably know a little bit of uh, Mandela's story and how South Africa found re- reconciliation. It's all based on the foundation of what this word is about. And from that moment on, I was fascinated by this word. I, I've, I've read and dug into it. Um, really, there is no English translation for Ubuntu. There is no word in English for that word. And uh, so for weeks, I've, I've, I've been wanting to talk to you about this word and how it relates to the future of our church, how it relates uh, to where, and, and you'll find out a little bit how this all connects. Um, and I've been planning on this. And then a few weeks ago, we were talking about reading John together as a church. And I said, I know the chapter I want. I want to read John chapter 1. And later I'll show you how I connect that to that word and why that uh, connects for me. And uh, then I came last Sunday and Pastor Chad spoke last Sunday. I don't know if you were here. Um, A great message. And he read my chapter. (laughs) And I almost spoke out and said, no, you can't use that. I'm using that next week. And so I just figured that, you know, that this chapter must be read twice. So we're going to read again, John chapter 1, verse 1 to 18. You can follow on your Bible. It's going to be on the screen. If you want to check up on me and make sure that my reading is okay, you can do so. 
but uh, we're going to read from John chapter 1, verse 1 to 18. Beautiful passage. The introduction to the journey we're on in the book of uh, John, the, the gospel according to John. In tradition, in church tradition, we always stand for the reading of the gospel. Can we do that? Do you know why we do that? Does anybody know why we do that? Because the pastor wants us to stand and sit. You know? No, the, the, the Hebrew people used to stand for the reading of the Torah because it was the word of God. So Christians stand for the reading of the gospel because it's the words of Jesus our Lord. Isn't that cool? So you're standing in honor of Jesus. That's what you're doing. So in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning, and through Him all things were made, and without Him nothing was made that has been made. In Him was life. And that life was the light of everyone. Jesus later said, I am the light of the world. So basically what John is saying to us is Jesus is the light of all humanity. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. That's John the Baptist, not John the writer of this gospel. He came as a witness to testify concerning that light so that through him all might believe he himself was not the light. He came only to be a witness of the light. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own. But his own did not receive him. Yet to all who receive him, to those who believe in his name, he gave the right to become Children of God. Children born not of natural descent, nor human decision, or human will, but born of God. The Word became flesh and made His dwelling among us. Pastor Chad really zoned in on that. The Word became flesh and made His dwelling among us. And we have seen His glory, the glory of the one and only Son, who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. John testified concerning him. He cried out saying, This is the one I spoke about when I said, He who comes after me is ahead of me. Or another way of, of translating that into English is greater than I because he was before me. Out of his fullness we have all received grace in place of grace already given. And the law was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God, but the one and only Son, who is himself God and is in close relationship with the Father. Literally, the word here used by John is, is in the bosom of the Father. And, and the reason it's translated like this in, 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 in our English is because the, the word bosom means intimacy, closeness. And John is talking to us about this intimacy and closeness that God has and wants us to have with each other. So he was in this intimate, close relationship with the Father. 
He has made the Father known to us. This is God's word. You may be seated. Thank you. So Pastor Chad pointed out verse 14, which says, The Word became flesh and made His dwelling among us. And John is, John is painting a picture for us. He's, he's telling us that, that Jesus has come to, to dwell with us, to make his home with us, to have this relationship with us. He moved into our world. The God that created and spoke the world into being moved into our neighborhood. He moves because he wants that relationship that he has with the Father to have that same relationship to be with us. He calls us into relationship. And then as John writes his his gospel, the, the story is of Jesus being in person with us, relating to us, not just in a church service, but relating to us on day to day occasions. In chapter one, he starts a relationship with some common people. And they start a daily journey. And, and, and they, they spend the day together. They walk together. They travel together. And then in chapter 2, we see Jesus at a wedding. The creator of the universe at a wedding. Inter, inter, interjecting and, in, in, and being with the people at the wedding. And then in chapter 3, he meets this guy in the evening and he has a chat and conversation with him about the love of God. And that's where that wonderful verse that we so love, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. That was in the middle of an ordinary, just simple conversation in the evening with a guy. And then in in chapter four, he stops for a drink of water at a well because it's a hot day. And he starts a conversation with a lonely woman. There is this, this, this story that John is building that God, is, that, that God wants to have this relationship with us in everyday situation. He ate with them. He had meals with them. He traveled with them. Yeah, they went to the synagogue together and they sat down on the Sabbath day and, and listened to the word of God. But most of their interactions were not in what we would consider church. They were outside of church. They did life together. They, they, they walked together. They, they, they did life on, on a daily basis together. And then when Jesus ascended to heaven to, be back, to go back to the Father, it says they devoted themselves. They carried on this same habit. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship. And to the breaking of bread and to prayer. And as Pastor Chad pointed out last week, this word fellowship is a really cool word. It means it's the word koinonia in Greek, which, which has this sense of relationship, of communion, of shared life together. And so the whole concept, the whole basis of the Christian faith is just like God is in fellowship. God wants us to be in fellowship with each other. John starts talking about how the world, the word created everything. And, and, the, and, and he talks about the word being, uh, being this light. 
And it reminds us of Genesis 1, where the first thing that God does is said, let there be light. And there was light. Light penetrates darkness. And then he goes on to say, and that light came into the world. And it was part of, that light came in to show us the way. And then John, in his epistle later on, he impacts this by saying this, if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have what? We have fellowship. That's that word again, koinonia. That means we have communion. We have shared life. We have relationship one with the other. For the Christian, for the Christian, relationship is, is light. It's life. It, being in relationship with other Christians. You know, um, a few years ago, uh, we planted in front of my house some hostas. And half of them died. And I went, to, I went to the store and I said, how come these hostas died? We forgot to read the little label that says, must have sunlight. And then there's some that is, must not have sunlight. And I had planted the wrong hostas in the front. Christians without sun, without fellowship, without relationship, will die. You see? Fellowship is that sin separates us. And that's darkness. You always know when someone is starting to shift into darkness, they cease relationship and fellowship. But Jesus comes and he unites us in light. John starts the gospel by talking about a relationship. He says, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with. See, that's that relationship. And he brings that word, and, and he goes on and said, he was with God in the beginning. There's that relationship. Then he says, the one and only son who was himself God is in intimate relationship with the Father. And he invites us to that same relationship. All the way through the book of John, there's this unfolding of these thoughts. And then it culminates in chapter 17 with Jesus' famous prayer to the Father. And he says this, before he, he goes to the cross, he says, Holy Father, keep through your name those who, have, those who you have given me, that they may be what? One. Then he goes on in verse 20. I do not pray for these alone, but also for those who will believe in me through their word. We have received the word through what was preached through the apostles, on through the, the, the history, the time. Somebody has told us about the word. He says, but I pray for those also, for you, for me, that they may be one, as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they may also be one in us, that the world would believe that you sent me. I am completely convinced that the biggest hindrance for the gospel in the world is disunity in the church. And not understanding that we are called into relationship. 
We are called into a relationship one with another. We are called in not only a relationship with God, but a relationship one with the other. And this is where this word Ubuntu comes in. What, what is the, the meaning of this beautiful African word Ubuntu? Ubuntu is a philosophy. It's a way of understanding our shared humanity with each other. It's the social fabric that has held the African communities together. It's this understanding that we are part of each other. I remember uh, a few weeks ago, Pastor Jean Bosco, I met him at the door there and I said, Pastor, do you know what Ubuntu is? And his eyes lit up. It was like life came to him. Oh, yes. Is it all? Like I could just see the expression. Ubuntu is simply this. I am because we are. I am because we are. It's, it's the understanding that my true personhood is, is directly connected to my relationship with others. You get that? It's so beautiful. Ubuntu is, is basically uh, about humanity, of community. Whereas in North America, we are about individualism. But individualism is the opposite of Ubuntu. Completely the opposite. See, for us, we, we, we value individualism. Oh, my rights, my this, my that, my the other. But... But Ubuntu philosophy is, it's not about my individualism, it's about the community's rights. It's the community, what the community is. In, in, uh, in, in, in African villages where they understand the concept of Ubuntu, every dad is your dad. Every dad is, is papa or baba. And they're just like your dad. And not only are they just like your dad, but they can tell you to behave. And in our, in our society, we say, you have no business talking to me. Only my papa talks to me. And then when you go home, you don't let your papa talk to you either. An African community uh, that, that understands Ubuntu, every mama is your mama. And you honor and you respect every mama. You imagine on the way out, every time you meet a mama, on the way out you say mama. And you treat her like you're a mama. And you say, well, yeah, but that's not the way we think. Yeah, but that's the way the Bible says. Paul said to Timothy, he said, treat every elderly man as your father and treat every elderly woman as your mother and treat each woman as your sister and each brother as your brother. So, for you North American thinkers, suck it up, buttercup. Because we're wrong. Now turn to somebody and say, he's messing up my life. I don't like him now. We're so ingrained in individualism. In, in, a, in an African community that practices the understanding of Ubuntu... Every child is everybody's child. So the child can go and play anywhere, and when it's time to eat, they can just go in and eat in any house. You go, 
But you know, in our society, hey, Johnny, I think it's time for you to go home. Why? Well, it's supper time. We're going to have supper here. You need to go home. That, in, in Ubuntu culture, the, you don't have one house with food and the next house without food. Everybody understands that we, we are part of a community. You don't let everybody go. But in North American Christianity, you can be sitting beside someone in church and they can be going through a struggle and you don't really care. Oh, no, don't say it that way, Pastor. Uh, I care very much. Let me pray with you. Lord, bless them. I'm messing you up. I know, I know, I know. You guys, how many remember where you were in 9-11, 2001? Some of you weren't born, I know that, but how many remember? Where were you? At a friend's house. Anybody else? At work? Anybody over here? Where were you? At work. Anybody over here? Bill, where were you? But here's the question. Do you remember what happened after? All of a sudden, people that didn't know people started running to help people. Do you remember the, the I think it was 40 airplanes were diverted to Halifax. And 8,000 people landed in Halifax. How many remember that? You know what happened in Halifax? People opened their hearts. They opened their homes. They opened their, their dining room and they invited people in and 8,000 people were treated like brothers and sisters. There was this incredible, incredible sense of we will reach out and we will help you. They didn't say, wait, wait a minute, are you liberal or conservative? Are you Jew or Gentile? Are you Baptist or Pentecostal? They didn't, they didn't go say, wait, 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 wait a minute. Uh, who'd you vote for? What do you believe in, in the end times? It, it wasn't that. There was this outpouring of love and, and care for each other. You know what that is? That's Ubuntu. That's what that is. That feeling, that wonderful feeling that we are part of a humanity together. That is... The, but with urbanization, the Western world's influence, a lot of the Ubuntu in Africa is being lost. The focus has shifted to the pursuit of individual goals and, 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 and they've lost the, at the expense of community, they've lost that community sense. And people are becoming individualistic, self-centered, inward focus, consumeristic. The survival of the fittest. And you start seeing the shift in cities and you start seeing poverty and, and really dramatic situations happening because something has shifted in the culture. And the focus shifts from to me from we. It's no longer we, it's me. And that, 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 that shift affects how we relate to each other. The gospel is about Ubuntu. 
Christian Ubuntu. We pray the Lord's Prayer. It's our Father. See? You see it there? It's, it's not my Father. It's our Father because we belong to one family. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is, as it is in heaven. Give us our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who have trespassed against us. And if we shift, if we could just shift our understanding that we do not serve God alone, we serve God in a community of believers. I think that instead of saying deliver us from evil, I think we need to say deliver us from mevil. Look at somebody and says, do you have any mevilness in you? There's a lot of mevilness in the North American church. I don't like that pastor. I'm going to go to another church. Mevilness. You don't shift communities in Ubuntu families because you don't like the papa's look. Somebody said amen? John tells us, to all who receive him, he gave the right to become what? Not Christians, children of God. You say, well, I thought I was a Christian. A Christian is a child of God. The, the language here is about family. It's about becoming children of God and brothers and sisters to each other. That is spiritual Ubuntu. I am because we are one in him. Try it with me. I am because we are one. And you say, why one fist? Because you get all those fingers together. Just open it up. One. Try it with me. One. I am because we are one with him. You are because we are. You are because we are one with him. I am because we are, Bill, one with him. Amen? Amen. That's Ubuntu. Welcome to the Christian Ubuntu world of Smite Street Church. Here's what John says. The new commandment I give you, words of Jesus, that you love one another just as I have loved you. That's the invitation. Right, Terry? You are because we are one with him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What a great testimony he had at the men's thing yesterday. Last June 18th, I preached a message called Seeking the New Future. How many were there? Do you remember that? I'm glad you do because I had to look it up. <laughs> That's, that Sunday I told the church that the last February 
I met with the elders of, of the church and told them that I, my aim was to step down as lead pastor in September of 2024. By the way, that's one year from now. So countdown is happening. Over the past month, the elders and I have been seeking God's guidance regarding the future of the church, and we've been, we've been just praying. We've been trying to really listen to God. And here's what I like to say about that. It's not about who we like. It's not about who you like. It's about the family. What's the future of the family? What's best for, what does God want for our community? It's not, I, I, I think I told you this, but I was, a while ago I was at a church and, and, and uh, they, they, the older pastor blessed this younger pastor and it was a beautiful ceremony. It, it was wonderful and uh, just it was very moving and the, the church is moving forward, wonderful vision and I asked, I said, where's, where's this guy? Where's that guy? Oh, he's, they're not coming anymore because they don't like the new pastor. Oh, poor babies. Don't like the new pastor. You know what that is? Mevilness. It's all about you. Instead of what's in it for us. What is God doing for us in our church? Let me remind you just of a couple things about this. Let me, let me just say this. This is, a, this is a wonderful opportunity for our church. This isn't bad. This is, well, you, oh, I don't know what we're, none of that. This is, this is a God thing for our church. I believe that our best days at Smyth Street Church are ahead of us. This is about the future. This is about the next generation. This is about what God wants next. We sang that song, he'll do it again. And he'll do it again, and he'll do it again, and he'll do it again. So this, this, is, this isn't something you need to tell, well, I don't know what we're going to do. No, I tell you what we're going to do. We're going to together seek God for the future of our church. You know why? Because I am. Because we are. Amen. I like that. Somebody over here is really doing it. I like that. All right. There is no hidden ulterior reason why I decided to do that. Um, it, my wife didn't say to me, you need to retire and help out around the house, you know. I'm not discouraged. I'm not down. I'm not, at least, you know, I turned 67 yesterday. I'm not too old. How many are over 67? Let me see all the over 67 people. Am I too old? Ah, my people. <laughs> spring chicken. I don't know if I want to be a spring chicken. <laughs> and it, I, at Smy Street, it's, it's the elders that recommend and, and do the process of, of, of choosing and, and pro do all that. And they've been praying uh, very seriously uh, spending time together, meeting, seeking counsel, wise advice. Um, they don't want to rush it. They just want to really seek, what is God saying? For the sake of the community. The most important thing that you can do 
and this is what I'm going to ask you to do, is really make this a matter of prayer. I, when you came in, did you get one of these cards? I have one here. Did you, how many got one of those? How many didn't get one of those? You just make sure you get one. Terry, you didn't get one? Right. We gave the same card out in June. And, and I asked you to, to put your name, put it somewhere where you could pray for, for the church. So we're going to do something. Somebody gave me an idea, uh, and, and the idea was, what if we, we put those cards on the wall so people could see them? People praying for the church. So next week, we're going to have a prayer meeting, special prayer meeting. For this, for this and for the future of our church. What, what, what does God want for the future of our church? And, and we got this crazy idea, we're going to build a wall back here. Uh, we, we snagged some of the bricks that they're tearing up out here, and we're going to build a wall. So by faith, I think some of you are coming to help build that wall. And, and I'm going to get you to bring your card next week. And, and we're going to stick it on that wall, leave it there for a few days as we pray together for the future of our church that, remember, it's, it's not about who the next pastor is. It is about us seeking God together. Amen? So, if, if, by the way, if you forgot your, your card from June, we gave you another one so you could do it. And so bring that next week. Be planning on that. Both a.m., 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. I plan to run hard until the very last day I'm a lead pastor. Just so you know. I'm not going to slack off. Oh, well, you know, I only have two months left. Nah, nah, nah. It's not going to happen like that. Nah. Step it up, you said? Step it up. I will. Yeah, now that I'm 67, step it up. All right. Uh, And number six, I want to leave you just with the last thought. After I step down as lead pastor, I am going no place. This is my church. This is my family. This is where I am. You, you, you You know why? Because I am. Because we are one with him. Huh? Because you are. Because we are one with him. All right? So we're going to close this morning with this. Does that make sense to everybody? You know what Ubuntu means now? You got it? Ubuntu is us. That's what we have to be. So we're going to close. And, and when we were thinking about closing this, this we, uh, the, the staff said, why don't we close by singing again? I've seen you move. You move the mountains. And I believe you'll do it again. You want to close with that? And when they suggested that, I thought maybe I was the mountain that they were going to see move. But I don't know. Will you stand and sing it with gusto? God has done great things in this place, in this church, with us over the last few years. Uh, I don't know if you know that, but I'm coming on 33 years. Come on, kick it off, guys.
One last time. I am. I want to look around. I am. Because we are with him. Amen? If we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with the other. The opposite is also true. If we don't walk in the light, we probably won't have fellowship one with the other. Ubuntu! God bless you. All right. Well, it has been awesome having you with us today. If you got something from the message today, we'd love to hear from you. Send us an email, office at ssc.church, or you can message us on social. Until next time, have a great week. We hope that you've been inspired to follow Jesus as each day comes. God bless.